What's up, everybody? Thanks again for stopping by for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman, whoever you are, wherever you are listening from. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March4thPod, on YouTube at March4thPod. My website is March4th.podbean.com. The link tree with all of my stuff is in the podcast description for this episode. So if you made it here, that means you found us somehow. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you checking out another edition out of March 4th with Mike Bauman podcast. As this episode is releasing, we are in the thick of the holiday season. Christmas is upon us, so I just want to say to everyone out there, to you and yours, and all your loved ones, family, friends, significant others, pets, whatever it is, happy holidays to you and yours, whatever it is that you celebrate. I myself am looking forward to getting home for Christmas and seeing some family, some friends, getting some much-needed R&R, this is always a really busy time of the year for me with my day job and the, the financial end of things and supply chain and in the healthcare industry. So finishing up some uh, some busy weeks at work, and then I'll get a chance to go home and eat way too much, have some Christmas cookies, watch some movies, the classics, you know. But uh, I, I would say top tree for me are Scrooged uh, Christmas Vacation, absolute classic. And then I would probably say... How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Well, uh, I, I, yeah, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Top five would be both of the Home Alones. Obviously, I can't believe I had a brain fart on the on the friggin' Home Alone movies, man. But uh, classics, you know, in, in no uncertain order, but probably put Scrooge at the top. But uh, but yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to getting home for Christmas and seeing everybody. And that's really what this year is all about, man. It's about you know spending time with the ones that you love and uh, and being in a in a giving mood. And speaking of being in a giving mood. Um, it, it was a crazy week for me this past week. Um, as this is hitting y'all's eardrums, some of you may be aware, some of you may not be aware, but we had a tornado come through the Nashville area and tragically six people passed away. And it was the closest call that I ever had. It hit literally less than a mile from my home. And, uh, it was pretty gnarly. It rained really hard for a couple of minutes. Then it got eerily quiet then the power went out, everything went black. It was pitch black outside. I mean, it was really tripped out. And and then the rain started to come back heavy again. And um, I was able to catch the news right as everything was happening before the power went out. And um, it looked like the trajectory of the tornado was actually headed a little south and then east of me. So it was pretty gnarly when it started to rain really hard again, because I thought, man, I thought this thing was was going the other way. So it was uh, too close for comfort, but I'm very, very fortunate that that I ended up being okay. Um, all of my property ended up being okay, but there there were other people, like I mentioned, who were not as fortunate as me. So I, I would just ask that you please keep the families and, and the loved ones of the people who who, who lost their loved ones in, in your thoughts and prayers, man, because uh, it's, it's devastating. You know, it's never a good time to die, but especially right before the Christmas like this and, and right in the thick of the holiday season, man, it's 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 awful. And um, the devastation, like I said, right down the street, I got my hair cut at 2.30 p.m. that day, and two and a half hours later, the tornado hit my barbershop. 
And I'm actually going to put the link to their GoFundMe in my uh, my podcast description for this episode because I, I love those guys so much over there. Shout out Ambria and her husband Silas and you know the owners and, and everybody who works there, man. Thankfully, everybody ended up being okay. They were all able to get into the basement um, before the tornado hit, but I mean, it, it really messed up the shop really bad. It blew out the windows. I think a transformer right by it exploded. Um, it did damage to the roof. Um, and like I said, thankfully everybody there ended up being okay. Nobody was hurt, but the, the shop got really, really messed up, man. So it's just surreal to think, you know, two hours earlier, I was sitting in one of those chairs getting my hair cut and then, you know, boom, they get hit. So, so yeah, it, it definitely shook me and it just, it just made me appreciate life. Um, and, and, and the fact that I ended up being okay. Like I've had, I've had moments before in my life that have reminded me of how fragile it is but um that's the like i said that's the closest i've ever come to uh to a tornado and the fact that it it was you know right down the street from me where there was a lot of damage done it's just uh it's it's very surreal so i feel very lucky to be here i feel lucky to be okay um you know things can be replaced uh and it sucks when things get damaged you know especially doing this podcast if my computer got messed up and you think about some of your your more you know uh prized possessions, whether they're monetarily valuable or not, or if they have sentimental value to you, like, you know, there's that stuff, you know, at the end of the day, stuff is stuff, even though it stinks to lose things like that. But I just feel really lucky to be here, man. And, and, uh, like I said, it shook me a little bit, but if anything, it's a reminder of to just keep on trucking, man. And, and to, to not take any day that you have for granted to make the most of your time while you're here. Don't be afraid to take chances uh, on things that you love or things that you want to pursue. And so it's, uh, it was scary, but I'm alive. I'm here. I'm doing another podcast and, uh, I wouldn't be here without all of you too, who listen to the show and support the show and tell your friends about it and like, and subscribe and share all of that stuff goes a long way and help, you know, getting the, the word out about the show. And, um, you know, even today checking out the Spotify statistics, and I try really hard not to live my life by by numbers and in comparison because there's always failure in comparison. I digress, but uh, but there's been 60% more listeners on Spotify alone this year than there were last year because the 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 show you can get it on you know all the major platforms. And again, like I said a few minutes ago, you're here, so you found me somehow. But uh, but Spotify alone had 60% more listeners and more than 80% of the listeners this year on Spotify were brand new to the show, which is really cool you know, that, that people are finding me. So I, I wouldn't be here without all of you supporting me as well and, and, and helping share these conversations about persevering and moving forward and, you know, putting people on to new music that maybe they weren't aware of previously. So I love you all. I thank you all. And uh, like I say on every show, keep the faith and be kind to one another. That's, it, it takes on even more importance as I look at a picture of my grandfather and my grandmother right now. And that was something my grandpa always used to, to used to write and say, man, like, you know, it's, uh, Life is fragile, y'all. So hug your hug your loved ones and uh, and and be good to each other, man. And speaking of being good to each other and speaking of taking chances, this week's episode is a return guest. She's very talented. She's very kind. She's very humble. She's very creative, and I think she is just starting to scratch the surface of her potential and what she can do in the music industry, man. She is none other than Allie Slater. And if you love pop punk, if you love emo, you will love her sound. Her EP, Lucid, came out last April, and that's the last time we spoke. And at the time, she was doing the podcast from California, but she was still living in New York. Now she has relocated to California since we talked 
the last time. And uh, she's making some moves, y'all. She's making some moves. She played her first show ever. How about this? And we talk about this on the show, so I'm not going to give too much away in this intro. But she played her first show ever on November 9th at the Whiskey A Go-Go, the famed Whiskey A Go-Go. How cool is that? And in addition to that, her cover of Hilary Duff's Come Clean was part of Ghost Killer Entertainment's Pop Goes Hardcore Volume 2. That came out on September 29th. There was also a music video as part of that release, which is really sick. And she's showing off her new alter egos in her socials and uh, in the music video. And and so I'm just really stoked for her, man. And, and in this conversation, you know, we, we talk about... Uh, you know, where she's going with her music and how, you know, she's got some really cool irons in the fire and 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 how mental health is a big part of that. So I'm not going to gab too much more here in the intro, but um, it was really cool to catch up with her. I have a lot of respect for people who are talented like her, but also humble and funny. And and as you guys will hear, you know, somebody who, who's who's going through, uh, you know, mental health struggles like like so many of us do. And that's what's so important about you know, talking about these things is that uh, I think for a long time, there's been a stigma attached, whoever you are out there. I mean, we, we all struggle, man. And, um, you know, it, it, when you when you have a platform where you can speak about these things, and I've I've spoken openly on here about my struggles with anxiety and, and my obsessive compulsive issues that I that I deal with. And anxiety is something that I've struggled with my whole life. And I have a great therapist, I have a great support system. And I've worked really hard over these past couple of years to, to, to work through a lot of the negative aspects of myself uh, and those things that hinder me. I digress, but uh, but Allie opens up on this conversation about, you know, her mental health struggles, but how she's channeling that into her music and how she wants to reach people in a positive way in doing so. So without further ado, I'm gonna shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Allie Slater. Here it is. <laughs> Allie, it's it's great to get you back on. It's it's been a minute, but I know you've been working on new stuff, and uh, you're out in LA now. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's been cool to 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 keep up with you from a distance. And it was yeah. fun talking to you the first time. So when I saw that you put out the cover of Come Clean, I was like, if she wants to come back on, I got to get her back on, man. So thank you for coming back. I'm available. Thank you for having me. Well, let's just start. I didn't realize that your first show ever um i mean going back and listen to the first time we talked I, I know that i think you said it was in music camp when you were like 15 or something and they put you in like the school of rock crowd and that was kind of like your your crash course and hey everybody what's up but the whiskey a go-go is that's your first ally slater show and it's at yeah. whiskey a go-go that's pretty, pretty awesome pretty iconic i know i I love that I'm able to say that. Like my my first show as frontman Ali Slater was at the Whiskey Go Go. I I love saying it. I it's it's really cool. So to to bring people up to speed, the last time we talked, you were you were in LA, but you were living in New York at the time. So since we've mm -hmm. talked it's been about a year and a half, um, you've moved to LA. Mm -hmm. uh, how how does this whiskey a go-go show come about how does this happen um 
honestly, it's not that crazy of a story. I, I started putting out, well, I put out the teasers for the Come Clean release. Um, and my videographer who did it, he also started to promote it. And one of the booking agents who works at the Whiskey uh, follows him. So he found me through my videographer, reached out and said, hey, I saw your, I listened to your cover. I saw your video, I uh, saw it through Zach and you're awesome. And we'd love to book you for the whiskey. Uh, here's the date, here's, here's the other artists. Let me know if you're interested or available. And when I saw that, I was like, I like froze. I was, I was at work. I'm like, this is fake. This is a scam. Cause he reached out to me through Instagram. Like I found him in my request folder. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. The whiskey go goes reaching out to me to perform, but I, I did some background checks and it was legit. That's awesome. So it, yeah. Is that, is it Zach Perez? That's who did the video, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's he's awesome. He did uh both of my photo shoots as well. Uh the I the Hallie and Missy one, the clown and the dark goddess one. So that was kind of me testing the waters, see how we'd work together, because he's primarily a videographer. I'm like, all right, let's see how we do with some photo shoots. And he killed it. He understood the vision and we went through with uh come clean video. Turned out awesome, man. I liked the uh, I liked the tangling lights and the different and the different lights that were used in the video. That was really cool, um, and and it was kind of almost like a, which which I feel like is your vibe too. It kind of had like that dreamy kind of like, I don't I didn't I mean I, are you a fan of horror? Fan of horror and like okay. I feel like I mean yeah. I'm asking the question. Lashes. But... These lashes alone are called horror lashes. <laughs> okay. I didn't want to assume, but I'm like, it definitely had that kind of darker sort of like, yeah, like a nightmare vibe. It wasn't like, but, but like almost like a dream type vibe to the music. Yeah, industry. definitely. So, Nailed it. yeah, because you got the purple hair now because you were rocking the red hair for a long time. But the I know I was red and then I was pink and then I was pink and blue recently. And now I'm like, all right, this we have to go dark now. This has been my favorite color. Looks good, man. And you also have, I mean, people can't see this because I'm just audio only right oh, now. Oh yeah, this. Yeah, you got you got the eyebrow highlight going on. Yeah, so that's actually natural. I've been covering it up for years because I was so insecure about it. I have vitiligo. Um, so this half of my face actually doesn't have any pigment, but because I fear the sun, you can't tell. <laughs> I am so white that you can't tell that this half of my face is pure white. So my eyelashes and this part of my eyebrow are actually white because I don't have pigment there. So when we spoke, I would cover it up with makeup and I'm just embracing it now. Just put it, I'm making it white, I'm living it. I think it's cool. You got to, you got to you know, be comfortable in your own skin and, and do what makes you feel comfortable. And we, and we talked about that a lot the last time too, like uh, listening back on the episode before doing this. Um, Cause I didn't want to repeat myself, <laughs> but also it was cool to revisit it, man. And and we, we went pretty deep on that one and, and you gave people a lot of background of, of, of what you came from, both, both the good and the bad of, of who you are. So I think it's really cool to see you kind of just step into that even more, man, you know, cause you might start a new trend with that. You know, I have not seen, I have not seen that before. So I was like, you really? know, I'm, 
I saw, I've seen one other person do it. On, they were featured on one beauty account. I forget what it was because I, I worked in corporate beauty and marketing. So I did all the social media and I saw, I think it was Anastasia Beverly Hills. I'm like, I have that. That's, I have that too. Are people normalizing this now? That's so awesome. yeah. Hope and I started. So I was like, I mean, I had them, but they they were very blonde. I had like when I was a kid, my brother and I, one of my brothers, we both had um it wasn't like white white, but we had very blonde hair. And like uh-huh. the my eyelashes have a little blonde in them, but like it looked like I was surprised all the time cuz <laughs> no brown in my eyebrows so I started to get a little bit older. So yeah, I uh and I was cross-eyed, man. I I had to wear glasses till I was like glasses are cool now. It's like a fashion statement now, but they weren't cool in the 90s when I was a kid. They were not cool when I was growing up either. I looked like Elton John in my uh, in my <laughs> kindergarten photo. I looked like an old lady in my preschool photo because I had like the thick lenses. That's uh, incredible. And I used to have to wear a patch at certain times to make the other eye stronger. So I would try to make it look cool and put like a skull and crossbones on oh. it. It helped. And I had like the Dwight Schrute parted down the middle. Oh. You can I find it. I think that's <laughs> Instagram. So no, I, I you got to embrace. And I'm also very like incredibly like very pale i i definitely got more of the uh the irish genes from my mom you wouldn't know looking at me that i have a little greek blood in me but i do on my dad's side and that must be like super oh. i don't have the tall dark and handsome i'm like tall, <laughs> tall pasty gangly and goofy so yeah you know what that's a lot of people's types <laughs> hey well yeah maybe she's out there somewhere i guess we'll see to, oh to yeah the- <laughs> I'm all for the pale spaghetti noodle boys. That's my type. <laughs> so the come clean cover was really yes. awesome. I thought you guys did a great job on that. Um, Hillary Duff for everybody listening, but uh, you teamed up with Ghost Killer Entertainment um, for their for their Pop Goes Hardcore Volume Two. Yeah. How did that song come together? Like for for that, did you did you guys bring that to them, or did they say, "Hey, we want you to try this out"? How did that work? Well. who runs who is ghost killer he's a good buddy of mine um for my first release um we became best buds i i really do appreciate having him as a friend he's such a sweetheart so whenever i'm working on things i talk to him about it and he's like well do you want a spot on the new pop goes punk whatever album i'm doing i'm like yeah Obviously, yes. Thank you for offering me. I'd love to be on it. Thank you. And well, I also kind of like threw it in there. So it was like a mutual, hey, let's, let, can I be, can I be on it? <laughs> so it worked out that way. What I'm doing with the cover though, um, this hasn't been announced yet, but I'm happy to tell you, I'm kind of doing a nostalgia cover series. So I started with Come Clean because it's a banger and I thought that'd get a ton of attention, but I do have three other covers done from that era. So I'm doing a bunch of early 2000s and maybe throwing in some 2010s in there because I'm realizing that that was also over a decade ago and that makes me very sad for how old I am. (laughs) So the fact that 2010 is nostalgic is blowing my mind, but I am going to be doing a nostalgia cover series. Nice, nice. Because that one turned out awesome. I I love the guitar work in it, and even at the the very last part, you go up like another. I mean, I'm not 
like musically versed and i know you are so you can feel free to correct me but like you went up like another octave at the end it was cool you were in like another... yeah i did i did a fat key change that's something that people don't really do anymore like i love those big ending chorus modulations that they would do Ugh, i hate saying like back in the day Nobody really does it anymore. And it's really in a lot of that music. And Hillary Duff didn't do it in Come Clean, but we had done a draft of it. And I'm like, no, I'm bored. I need more from this. Um, and I said to the producer, I'm like, don't kill me, but can we modulate up a whole step? And he's like, no, that's a great idea. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> and he's actually the producer out in Nashville. Um, he killed it. He did such a good job with it. Yeah, it turned out it turned out awesome, and it, it was a cool it was a cool release. I think after after Lucid, because the first time we talked um, about the you know the the musical direction and 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 then what you were working on after that, you mentioned that um, the the second batch of songs for the next EP or, or record were going to be more mental health focused. Is that still yeah. the case? That is still the case. I am going to be wrapping up that record soon, and I hope to be releasing it in 2024. I'm just securing some features for it, you know, for exposure and networking and marketing purposes. Um, but it is going to be, so far, we have six songs, and it is all mental health focused. I'm glad I said that back then and stuck to it. <laughs> yeah, that is the plan. It is going to be a lot of mental health this is my mental health awareness era. And I kind of, I don't know how it's coming across on social media. I haven't really fleshed out everything officially on social media, but I tried to kind of just throw some things in there just because, you know, life. Um, yeah. uh, the With the two personas that I'm kind of putting out there, the, the ringmaster and that dark goddess, Hallie and Missy, they are kind of two parts of me and how I have, I'm using persona and personified a lot, but that's how I personify the different sides of me and what I go through emotionally and with my own mental health. I wouldn't say I'm like 100% like horror ringmaster or like dark goddess from the whatever sixth circle of hell that I said, um, but those are definitely two parts of me. Um, and then they make up one whole alley and I don't know how much time we have that I can go into it, but um I don't know if I said this last time, it's been so long, but I'm diagnosed by bipolar too, which is like the more depressive um, bipolar. And um, so I would say that I am 90% Missy and 10% Hallie. Hallie is like the ringmaster. She's more manic. I rarely get manic. I've been like, I've had an episode of mania maybe once or twice in my life. It's mostly the depression. Um, and I love Miss. I am going on such a tangent. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> keep, keep going. This is what podcasts are for, man. Keep going. Okay, fine. I'm just going to like word vomit all over your show. Um, so what I love about Missy is I've turned that kind of depression and made her up like just this very powerful, beautiful entity, which is how I'm starting to see myself. So when I put on like Missy, I just feel very empowered and Hallie, I feel like a lunatic and it's awesome for 10 minutes, you know? <laughs> um, but those are like the two very exaggerated parts of me that I am kind of throwing out there and I'm trying to be vulnerable, but I'm making it so dramatic. So it's fun, you know, and it, and it, 
it helps people kind of understand to an extreme degree what I'm trying to do, if that makes any sense at all. It does. It definitely makes sense because we we both talked about um, like our anxieties and stuff the last time you were on mm -hmm. the show and stuff that you went through when you were younger and then how the pandemic and, and being in isolation kind of opened up a lot of stuff for you and kind of made you, you know, kind of some of that stuff started to resurface and you're trying to figure out how to deal with it and panic attacks and all that. Music mm -hmm. is obviously a great outlet for that. Um, it always has been for me, even though I'm not a musician and I, I don't got the pipes like you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome if I could sing, uh, but I can't. Everyone uh, can sing to a degree. Really, <laughs> by myself in front of my bathroom mirror. Um, yeah, I digress. But it, <laughs> not me. Um, but but yeah, I I think it's I think it's cool that um you're you're trying to turn you know some of the the darker aspects of yourself in in a positive way, and not even to say darker aspects of it to put a negative connotation on it because I feel like there's a negative, and I didn't even mean it that way, by the way. I know, I know, it it is something that has perceived has been perceived as negative for so long in society, so yeah. that that would be like the the normalized lingo for it. So like. I'm not offended by it. And I know it's not a negative. It's just been perceived as negative. This is like the the more stigmatized parts of me that I want to normalize. Because I yeah. think it kind of lives in everyone and everyone's just been so scared or just opposed to talking about it. Sure, uh, for sure. Yeah, like I mean darker from the, from the standpoint of... Uh, I guess I would say just from speaking from somebody who has anxiety and I, I have more like obsessive compulsive tendencies. I think it's like mm -hmm. a control thing for me. If I check something, it makes me feel safer, if that makes sense. Uh -huh. Oh, it I does. Mean, I guess I mean, uh, instead of darker, I probably should have said uh, difficult. You know, it's things about yourself that are difficult to go through, especially when you're younger and you don't you don't really understand. Like I'm in, I'm in my 30s now, my mid-30s. I'm getting old, Allie. No, um, you are not. So there's things from your childhood, I feel like, as an adult, especially when you get out into the world, um, they start to come to the surface, both good and bad, and you don't really know what brings it out. And I think the pandemic for me brought it out, the isolation, even though I'm kind of like an extroverted introvert, when you're in forced isolation, kind of like everybody was in COVID for a, a period of time, um, and you're just sitting alone with your thoughts, there's a lot that goes through the years, man. Like, you know, um, so I think it's cool that you have these personas that you can, you know, kind of exercise through your music in a positive way. I think that's really cool. Cause I, I wrote down uh Allie and, and, and Missy and and, yeah. and I wanted to talk to you about where where that came from. So let me ask you, how did the um like the uh the circus ringleader and then like sort of like the I guess you could say like the Empress of Hell or however you word it, like how did that how did those personas, I guess, the names and those those types of personas come come to be well I I didn't want it to seem like I was just like here are two spooky characters and I'm just I everything I do I put a lot of thought and love and intention behind so it started out as something completely thoughtless last Halloween I was gonna be this like fallen angel as a reference to Black Veil Brides <laughs> and I walked into Spirit Halloween with my friends and I saw this hat and this cane. I'm like, I love me some Black Veil Brides. However, I'm really feeling this Ringmaster moment. 
So I put it on, I got these corsets and I looked in the mirror with all the makeup and I'm like, wow, I feel, I feel something in this. I, I know I look good, but this feels correct in some way. So I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run with it. And I developed this ringmaster persona and I, that was what I was going to do. I'm like, all right, I'm going to transform and I'm going to be this fucking crazy clown. Sorry. I don't know if we can curse on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be this clown. And this is like, I'm so deranged and this is how I'm going to bring light to mental health. Um, and while she is so, so fun and I love being Allie, she just did not represent all of me. Like that, I, I couldn't give a full representation. I couldn't feel good about trying to express my own mental health with this deranged clown because that's that's really not who I am. It's a very small part of who I am and she's very fun to be, but I wouldn't say she represents me as a whole. So then I kind of got into, all right, well, I also bought two other corsets at the time. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's let's work on this. Let's get someone else. And I put on the black lace one. And like, oh yes, this feels correct as well. <laughs> and I've been getting very much into like, well, not like into it, but just learning about like witch talk and like goddesses and all everything that goes into that spiritually because I'm not very spiritual I'm not very religious but hey I love I love me a witch you know I love I love the witchy stuff and I've been really delving into manifestation and meditation and seeing what that can do for me because it can't hurt you know and it and it works it works <laughs> um so I'm like I feel so tied to some of the darker goddesses like Hikate, the the witch of all witches with her three black dogs and like relatable <laughs> uh, Medusa I love her story uh, Lilith um, I love all of those just their stories and who they are and what they became and said you know what I'm also going to be a dark goddess I think that just it, it's part of the brand already so Missy was born and I only gave these characters names after them existing for a while because I was still trying to make the music. I was, I created a new life for myself in LA. I just moved out, Every, everything was happening all at once. Um, I only started getting into the details. Time moves so fast. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what month it is now. It's November. I probably over the, oh no, summer I was doing the video like probably six months ago, let's just say six months ago, because time is a construct. Um, I'm like, I should probably give them names, huh? Yeah. So Hallie comes from hallucinations. <laughs> Hallie is short for hallucination, which is like a symptom of, it can be a symptom of mania. And um, I don't want to say disorders or illnesses, um, I, I, I don't know if this is original, but I've started to call like bipolar depression, all of those illnesses, um, personality enhancements. I don't, I don't know if that's, uh, a thing already, but I like to call them enhancements. Um, so hallucinations comes, come with some of these types of enhancements. Um, and she's kind of crazy, 
I don't, I mean, and I mean that in the most fun, not insulting way. She's a little crazy. Um, so Hallie was born and Missy is short for Miseria, which I looked up as like the goddess of misery and depression. And I'm like, what are names? You know, what, what can, let's pick something from these enhancements and let's make them names. And those seemed like the most fitting. Um, and the question was, how did these two come along? I'm so sorry. I've just been rambling about how they oh, became no. moving forward. No, you're good, man. You don't got to apologize. I do that all the time, too. I say sorry. You don't got to say sorry. It's all good. I know. Right? That was my New Year's resolution. I failed. I say it all the time. I say sorry, like, dude. Uh -huh. I say say brother a lot even though i'm not <laughs> so yeah just my my isms my mike isms but no that's cool i i wanted to know kind of what uh what the theme was behind them because i i feel like with the music that you've put out and in, in the in the image and even with like lucid and you know your look at that time i definitely felt like and even from our conversation before it's for sure it's an it's intentional that's who you are and and i didn't know i had no idea that it was an extension of you know, the mental health aspect of yourself. Um, yeah. Last time we talked, we did talk about anxiety and stuff, but I think that was the first time on on an interview you'd said you'd really opened up about that. So I did not know that you were you were bipolar, but I appreciate you sharing that yeah. with me. Audience I think it's important. I don't, I, I'm not embarrassed about it anymore. I don't think I'm some kind of freak. Like I, growing up, I was first diagnosed, um, finally we got it right, when I was 15. 15 or 16 um and for years and years and I love my parents I love my family but even to this day they hate that I talk about it they were very I believe they were ashamed or they thought that I'd be looked at as a freak and people would think I'm crazy and they wouldn't want to be around me and they don't know what it means and I think that's the whole point of this is like yeah they don't know what it means and no one talks about it and how normal it is everyone has something. And I, I think there are so many misconceptions about these enhancements. Um, like people think, for example, bipolar is like happy, sad, angry, whatever, like you, you flip from emotion to emotion, very like on a dime. And that's not what it is at all. Like for bipolar two, for example, like what I have is I'll have these um spouts of, of of chemical imbalances and I'll like go into a depression into a hole for like two weeks and it'll be for no reason at all other than like my body's mad at me um and I just I, I'm aware of it and this is I it took a while to get here but I know what it is and I just gotta ride it out let myself feel whatever I have to feel and then I'll come out the other side of it and that's really the extent of how it affects me I'm not like happy, sad, happy, sad. It, it's it's so different. And I think this is why it's so important to talk about it. Like I, I'm not a freak. I mean, I am a freak, but I'm not like, because of my enhancement, <laughs> I'm not, that's not why I'm like, I'm not crazy or there's nothing wrong with it. And I don't, I don't want to be scared. And I'm not, I'm not scared to show that side of me anymore. I'm not ashamed of it. And I don't think anyone should be. I think that's awesome for real especially especially as somebody who struggles with anxiety and and even being like a dude growing up where i grew up and in the midwest and i and i when you said that about your parents i i kind of wonder i mean obviously i don't know your parents but um 
I wonder if part of that's like a generational thing too. Like you don't talk about like um, whether it's an ailment or, or something related to mental health. Yeah. I mean, cause like all those terms from back in the day, like, Oh, you know, the nut house and the, you know what I mean? Like those are all things uh, that person's a little loony. Like, you know, there's a lot of people and, and, and a lot of it to a degree, I think, I guess, to be fair, um, there's, there's a lot that people didn't know about that stuff back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and I think we're at a place now in society where I think it's healthy to talk about these things because I think there's a lot of people who would still be here if they talked about it or if they got the help that they needed. Um, and like you said, everybody has something, you know, like I, I know, I mean, I'm not going to name names, but there's people close to me <laughs> who I think sometimes when I tell them about the stuff that I struggle with, like it sounds crazy to them, but I'm like, yeah, but you know, you just like, you know, lost total control emotionally and just like screamed at me. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that's not. Maybe you like get it under control. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you figure out what's going on and heal yeah yeah so and, and people do so many things to numb too man you know um yeah. I've, I've been through I've been through stuff you know before where it's like I like because I'll go into my 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 cave as I like to call it. I can be a bit of a recluse mm -hmm. and um you know you just discover or at least I discovered like those things that I I would do to numb whether it would be like if I binged eight or if I you know, drank too much, you know, mm -hmm. like alcohol is a depressant. It's like one of the worst yeah. things you can do, you know, if, if you're struggling with, with any type of mental health issues, cause it just, it just amplifies it. I feel like, but, um, but yeah. all that, that I think it's good that to find healthy ways to deal with it. Music's always been an outlet for me. Therapy has been a big help for me. I'm not ashamed to say that as a man, oh. I think Talk to oh my god that's like one of the hottest things a guy could say i'm in therapy like look all over everywhere all over social media like anytime a guy says i'm in therapy like my our legs get divorced you know <laughs> it's one of the best things you can say now but there's something there's something to be to be said about when you talk to somebody who because your family and friends can only can only do so much you know they're not right even and even if you had a mental health professional in your family there's still kind of like that like there's a bias there yeah so when you when you when you talk to an unbiased professional third party and they can help get you out of your head like for me it's like i go down these irrational rabbit holes and it's all about guilt like i'll check things and I'll, it's all about like i don't want to hurt other people so i yeah like so talking to somebody it it, it in in my therapist john's a, a great guy like it just it just helps man you know what i mean it really it really helps so i'm glad that uh, conversations like this exist and i'm not saying it to like toot my own horn but i, I think it's really cool that you're just like you know doing it through your music and 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 um using your art and your creativity and, and the gift that you've been given to be able to to kind of uh not kind of but it, like it's you know help help shine a light on it and not and not uh have it be such a stigma because there shouldn't be a stigma with it you know because like you said we all got something. we do and thank you for you know allowing artists to come on and providing a platform to talk about these things it needs to be talked about more you're welcome that's the theme of the show march 4th man perseverance march 4th. moving forward it's weird i feel like in my life i've been uh my my life has imitated my podcast the last couple <laughs> 
stuff in my personal life, but it all it all makes you stronger. You know, the, those things that happen, um, things that come to an end, uh, death, heartbreak. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't wish on anybody, but the reality is we're all going to die one day and sure. people love and care about are going to die not to like bring the mood down. But so death is something we all experience. And I think heartbreak is also something that, you know, most people don't meet their person when they're 16 and they're with them the rest of their right. lives. Something we all go through. So there are things that have made me made made me stronger and more more self-aware and also more, I think, picky of like what what I want in a in a partner, you know, things right. that you just like your non-negotiables, you know yeah. what I mean? So they all make you stronger, man. So I'm I'm uh I'll never play the world's smallest violin for myself. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like I'm 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 really grateful. Well, allowed a tiny violin at one point or another. Well, you just, I mean, once you go through things like you, you, I think, especially as time passes, I, I never, I never liked that quote, time heals all wounds. I don't think it's true. Cause if you don't change internally, then time just passes. You're just kind of right. stuck. Like, you know, you're just like treading water, but I, I do think it helps give you perspective. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking all of the, the experiences, good and bad, you know, cause that's all we are at the end of the day. We're a sum of everything we've gone through, you know? And I'm happy you brought up the like romantic um, love life aspect to mental health because I think on the app, I you know my brand, like I'm happy to yell at men. Like <laughs> that, I love writing about it because that's where a lot of my emotional turmoil comes from. Um, but there are going to be songs that aren't just like, uh, here's how I'm feeling internally just because of my own um, mental enhancement. Um, but there are still going to be some like relationship type songs on there because that is that that is what has a huge effect on my mental health, not just like the day to day, but experiences you have with other people that drive you absolutely bananas. So there are still going to be some like I'm hurt because of this romantic situation I've had. Stuff. There are going to be those songs on the record. So and that'll be separate, Allie, from the the nostalgia covers. They'll be like kind of yes. two separate. Okay. Yes, totally separate. I think the covers are just kind of for funsies, and you know, I think they it'd be good like TikTok content and helping gain a bigger fan base. Because I mean, I love listening to new artists and finding new artists, but you know, the average music listener isn't gonna actively search n- new original music by some unknown artist. Uh, people like that's why a lot of artists on TikTok have blown up is because they do these great covers of songs that people know and love and people are more inclined to check out oh they killed that song what else do they do so I'm using it as both like a marketing tactic and I'm doing things with the songs that I've always wanted to hear from them as well like that big ending modulation and come clean and there are other things I'm not going to spoil for the other songs but like things that I've wanted to hear from the originals I'm doing with my versions so I was just about to ask you and you don't have to let the cat out the bag because spoil the releases but (laughs) are are the other nostalgia covers are they crossing different genres or are they also pop they're probably going to be pop for now. I there it's all like the bubblegum pop stuff and the fun I have really good memories of these songs. You know, I cuz I my roots are in pop music. I didn't enter my quote emo phase until like 
college because I wasn't exposed to the genre at all. I lived in a bubble on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. And I hate saying that because people make assumptions, but that's where I grew up. And I was so sheltered. It was like pop music, rap music, and that's it. And then I would like study jazz and classical, but I wasn't really, I had heard, like, I loved whatever my chem was on MTV and Sugar Were Going Down, but like, that was all I was exposed to. So by the time I got into college, I heard a Black Bill Bride song and a Falling in Reverse song. And I'm like, oh, this feels right. This is the music I'm supposed to be making. So I, I'm kind of staying true to what my roots are and what made me so happy or like what I connected with most growing up and what like nostalgia is the theme like I have such fond memories of hearing those songs for the first time and being like that's a song that's a really good song um so that's kind of where I am right now I don't know if I'd like throw in a rap song because that's just not in my wheelhouse <laughs> um and the, there are some of these pop songs that I'd want to do but I don't want to touch them because they're so good you know there's not a thing I would do differently about them so there are pop songs that I won't touch or rock songs that I won't touch because there's not a thing I would do differently about them there's no way I could improve them um like that's no shade to Hillary Duff or I think Max Martin did it or Cara Diaborty like that is no tea no shade to them um I just wanted to make it a little bit more dramatic a little more power behind there and like show my vocal prowess and abilities um so I'm only going to touch the songs that I love that I I think I could do something fun with and really try to enhance the song as much as I can but like for example um like what's a good like Ally and AJ songs I love Ally and AJ with all of my heart they do a song called Chemicals React, which I think is so, so underrated. It, everyone thinks Potential Breakup Song, but I think Chemicals React and Rush. I would love to cover those songs, but there was not a thing I would do differently. So if I'm going to put money behind doing something, like I want to be doing, making some dramatic, beautiful changes to something, if that makes any sense. I don't remember what the question was again. <laughs> it's all good. No, it does. It does. Um so off the dome, Allie, what are some of your favorite covers? So while we're on the topic, do you have some, do you have some that you that, go back? That I've done or that other artists have done? That other artists have done. Oh, yes. Let me, let me scroll through my Pop Goes Punk playlist. I have so many. Um, off the top of my head, one that I do know, I don't love the original Fuck You by CeeLo Green. But Sleeping With Sirens doing Fuck You by CeeLo Green is incredible. Let me scroll down. Hold on. That's a good one. Um, New Year's Day did Gangsta, I believe. Uh, God, I'm like almost there in my playlist. I'm finding it. I'm finding it. Hold on. There was just one very specific point in time where I was just putting all of these Pop Goes Punk songs on my playlist. So I'm looking for that time in my life. I know exactly when it was. Uh, all right, I'm losing it. It's gone. But off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. And Sleeping With Sirens did Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls a million years ago. That was a beautiful, beautiful one. Check it out now, man. Um. And oh shit, wait, Mayday Parade 
and I think Pierce the Veil did somebody that I used to know by Godier. That's I a good one. Everywhere when it came out, man. And it's still, it's still, you hear it a few times. Like, oh, yeah. Guys, man, it's a, it's a bang. It's, it's a great song, but like, this is such an unpopular opinion. I don't understand why we're still talking about it 10 years later. <laughs> I think it's a great song. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it standing the test of time. I think it's because it's got kind of like a, I don't know. I think the the melody is really good, but also like the, like it was yeah. kind of it was different. You know what I mean? It was catchy and different. And I think I think sometimes when when things are they have like that mix of it's catchy, but it's also it doesn't sound like other stuff. That's top. Yeah. Yeah. It was also kind of giving Twinkle Twinkle Little Star to me. <laughs> Just a you little know, bit. You know what? Never would have picked that up, but you got the musical ear, man. <laughs> That's okay. I, um, I found it. I found it all. How did I not? All right. One of my all-time favorites, Bad Romance, Artist First Poet by Lady Gaga originally. I love that version. I like this. Look at all of this. I don't know if you can see. But these are all Pop Goes Punk covers right there, that one little section. Um, when We Were Young, Andy Bierstack and Lilith Czar, who was Juliet Sims at the time. Um, oh, there's a good cover of Torn by Hands Like Houses. I don't know that band, and I'm very sorry about that, but they did a really good cover of Torn. Um, yeah, those are those are some, uh, some of the good ones. Oh, 11 Minutes also by Traceless. That's a fun one. Which one did you say? I'm sorry, I missed that one. 11 Minutes by Traceless. It's originally by Halsey and Youngblood, I believe. Can you send me this playlist? I'm yes, I can. <laughs> They're so good, all of these songs. I'll send you, I don't know if this is a public playlist. It's my emo as fuck playlist. Okay. <laughs> it's one that I made. So I'll okay. send you this playlist, but it has a... I'll also send you a screenshot of those songs. Okay, is it is it on Spotify or Apple Music? Yes, Spotify. Spotify, cool. Okay, cool. I'm on I'm on there as well. Okay, I'm sending it to you right now. It is uh 34 hours and 55 minutes. <laughs> this playlist. Oh, 34 hours. <laughs> yeah. You started my playlist. You could listen to it for over a day. Straight. That is, that is awesome. I just got my Spotify wrapped as a listener, and I listened for I think forty nine hours or something total. Oh, I have to go look. I I didn't take note of that. I just looked at my genres, my top artists, and my songs. I saw that you're a Dayseeker fan. Not I am a Dayseeker fan. But I'm like surprised with with the vein of music that you write in. But I was like, oh, cool. Have you checked out any of the uh, the Hurt Wave stuff that Rory Spencer? No, is I have not. I'm just I'm I'm a bad musician. I'm so focused on getting my own shit done right now. I'm just I've tuned the world out. I think you'd like Hurt Wave because you because you've written about like you know heartbreaking relationships and stuff, and that's more of like the for lack of a better, it's a more like the sad boy type of type of vibe. I I dig uh -huh. it. A little more low key, not as, not as uh, guitar wise, not as uh, I guess you could say heavy or looking for a day seeker, but it's it's cool because I like synth wave type of stuff, and that's yeah. kind of that 
kind of that vibe too. It's kind of kind of synthy, sadier, sad. Definitely send it my way on my list. I will. Well, in the time we have left, because I don't want to chew your ear off, even though it's fun talking to you, man. Um, mm-hmm. Appreciate the time, Allie. I of know course. Lucid. You worked with it was Matt Squire, right? And he's worked yeah. with of people, man, from like Ice yeah. Nine to Ariana Grande, Neck Deep. How about this this next uh, this next record that you have coming out? I, I, did you also team up with him again? So Squire and I amicably parted ways for this record. He worked on a couple of them, but then we it just he's got a lot going on, and it's such great stuff. And I totally get like he got very busy, and it just wasn't a commitment he could uphold anymore. Um, so he is not going to be a part of this project. We're still like, we're homies. We're good. <laughs> Nothing bad happened by any means. He just got very busy. Um, and I am going to be sending him all of the songs before, like when they're done, just so he can have like a pass at them. So I, I have some really, really cool, awesome people working on this record with me. Yeah, no, it's good. I, I was just curious because the the first one, uh, the first batch of songs on Lucid uh, sounded awesome, but Ah, he's such a good job. I can't I can't wait to hear the new batch. I genuinely loved Lucid, so I'm really excited for you. Yeah, it's definitely taking a little like we're we're going a little heavier. It's not I wouldn't say like we're we're like full asking Alexandria, but we're <laughs> we're definitely a little heavier. And I I'm really excited for people to hear it. I really I think it's great stuff. And the thing about the first EP Lucid, I st- I was it was all remote. It was in coming out of quarantine kind of but like people still didn't go outside and talk to people um I was in New York I was recording on a mic in my tiny closet that I couldn't even get all the way in like it was the mic and my head reaching into the closet to sing into it so I'm glad it turned out as great as it did but now I'm in LA I'm going into a studio and using like a real awesome mic and working with people it's been such a fun and great learning experience working on this record and the point of me saying all that is like the quality is going to be so far superior than the first batch of songs I put out that's awesome that's awesome and are the people who who played with you at the whiskey are are those all those people going to be on the record too like the people you play with live are they also on the record no they're not going to be on the record but they are going to be in my life and in my content (laughs) shout out marcus grimmy right yes shout out marcus grimmy um max payton she's my bass player she's hot she's great at bass we love her um kyle abbott is who played drums with me for this show um i don't think he's going to be a permanent member he kind of filled in for my drummer who uh, is currently on tour with blue october um he's like he's my guy he's one of my closest friends but kyle Kyle is incredible. I I loved meeting him and working with him and now have him as a new buddy, which is great. Um, and Jonas was my rhythm guitarist, Jonas Wisner. He's a new friend. He is so good. He is so good. Everyone go check him out. Like all, all of the people in my life, I think we briefly talked about like how like we're, we're getting better at being adults and mental health and what's going to be best for us. Like I've been having the best time cutting shitty people out of my life who like no quote no longer serve me and filling my life with the most incredible talented people and the people that you saw play with me in the whiskey or played in my music video are some of those incredible people that are now in my life so 
if anyone is listening to this, which I'm sure a lot of people will, if anyone gives a fuck what I have to say, go check out those people. Like, go to my profile and click on all my friends because they're wonderful people who deserve the world and more. Yeah, man. Like, your vibe is your your tribe, right? Like, who you surround yourself with has a lot to do with how you feel about yourself and the energy that you give off at the end of the day. So I think it's really cool um, that that you're out there in L.A. doing your thing. And and I, I feel like I kind of skipped over it at the beginning, man, but just, I guess, just to bring it you know, bring it, bring the circle. Full circle. Know. But um, what was that like at the whiskey? Because wasn't one of your former music teachers? Didn't somebody come out? I thought I saw that on your social but, media. Yeah, she's my current voice teacher. So okay. she came with her son. She, we, she's been saying from, I see her every week. I see her once a week, every week. Um, And for a while now, she's been like, okay, so when are we playing shows? When are we starting? When are we going to play shows? Like you sit here and you kill it. When are we playing shows? <laughs> And I told her I booked the whiskey and she's like, all right, give me a link. I'm coming. I'm like, really? Thank you. So she showed up with her son who I absolutely love and adore. Um, so that was, that was incredible. The show, it was definitely a great learning experience. I'd say, um, it was definitely a first show. I'd say, <laughs> um, things could have gone more smoothly, but I mean, I'm sure anyone could say that about anything ever. Um, I bottom line, I can say my first show ever was at the Whiskey Go Go, and I think, and I got some cool social content, and it was great. Just like I said, great learning experience about um, just audience interaction, how I'm going to interact with my the people up there, and when things go wrong, how do I handle those? Like, I obviously like the show goes on and be be a professional about that because things did go wrong a lot of things went wrong and you just have to show no fear and pretend like nothing's wrong and I kind of had to when I said hi to everyone who came out for me um meeting everyone and then post show like a week later like how do you think it went and I'm like well how do you think it went because then I'll tell you how I think it went <laughs> I was like oh it went great it went great I'm like okay so you didn't notice this 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 and this which is, I'm like, all right, good. I played it off professionally that this didn't go exactly how I wanted it to, but it, it it turned out fine. It's fine. Like, I think that's just as a performer and a baby performer too. Like, I'm going to think and think and think about all the things that could go wrong, did go wrong, and could have gone wrong that I just didn't know about. But like, I just have to distance myself from those thoughts. That's another like facet of mental health. Like, it happened. It's over. It's a good experience learn from everything that went wrong, do it better the next time. 100%. Well, you've come a long way from windows just shutting down, right? Oh my God. And I think, uh, I think Joe Carbone would be, would be proud as well. I think, I, I think he's, proud. I think, I think he'd be very proud to know that uh, the, the little girl who, who was sitting next to her grandma on the piano is, is her first show is at the whiskey. So Oh, you caught me at a very vulnerable time in my week. <laughs> I didn't mean to trigger you, but I did. My <laughs> it's okay. I was like, I, was like I, I remember how much you talked about him. Um, and and I went back and listened to that. And I'm like, I was it. I, I was trying to remember his name, and then I went back and listened to the conversation today. And I'm like, you know, yeah, that dude would be proud of what you're doing right now. So, yeah, you know, and that's that's a lot of the reason why. I mean, obviously, it's I love doing this, and this is what I've always wanted to do. Um. But whenever I get really scared or unsure of anything, I say, like, 
Mr. Carbone would be like, what's the matter with you? Stop that. Just do it. Do it. And I know he was he was there with me that night, uh, for sure, even though shit was going wrong, but a lot of it was going right. And I know he'd be very proud of me. I know he would. And I'm so I'm doing this for him as well, because he wanted this for me. And he God, he's such a legend. Why would I do something that would go against anything he said? That'd be so dumb. <laughs> so. Thank you for saying that, that that means the world to me because I've recently had a spout of, am I supposed to be doing this? Do I give up? I'm feeling very horribly about myself. So thank you for mentioning his name. I'm, I'm never gonna give up. That's just like, you know, we all go through it sometimes, um, but thank you. I, I appreciated that, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, genuinely. Because I, I remember the first or the first conversation too when I went back and listened to it. You you talked about him and you you I think you even said you had a, a couple of dreams like when you were like having anxiety and stuff. And yeah, the universe speaks to us in different ways, man. So I I wrote down his name because I think it's really cool that you're you're embracing those parts of yourself that a lot of people sadly feel like they have to suppress or they're taught to suppress it. And you know I feel like those things are going to manifest anyway. And why not try to turn the negative into a positive? And it's hard to do, man. Like it's hard to break old habits like me with my anxious stuff. Like it's, I get mad at myself. So I, I think it's part of the reason I love music so much is because it, I have a personal connection to it. And then when I see people be able to have the the gift and the talent to express it um, and, and do it in, in a way that's really authentic to them, that's just like, that's just like chef's kiss, man. So keep doing your thing. Um, I'm sorry that I caught you maybe at a, a tough point. In, in no, that's, this is why we're doing this. It's important to be vulnerable and emotional and be yourself. So do not apologize. I'm, I'm all good. All good. This is all very positive. Not like a, yeah, this is confirmation. You should probably stop. <laughs> it was the better, better of the two options. So keep going, man. Yeah, keep going. I mean, for what it's worth coming from this goofball, just keep doing it. Cause trust me, I like, even with, with my podcast, I'm like, I, I always feel like I should be doing more. And I'm like, you know, you, you look at downloads or this or that or whatever, but then, but I'm like, I, I can't, that old quote comparison is the thief of joy. Like I shouldn't be comparing myself to like famous exactly. celebrities who have podcasts. Like yeah. your dude it's out not here. A comparison. That's a, yeah. I don't know if you saw my most recent post uh, from yesterday. It was the Spotify rap numbers. I was, I was, I really wasn't going to post them. I'm like, I'm probably going to have like 300 listeners this whole year. And I don't even want to look at it. And while like the numbers aren't where I'd want them to be for not releasing anything and only releasing a cover two months ago, like really being kind of MIA, just trying to figure out my life and what was going on with this new chapter. I still have almost 3,000 listeners, which blows my mind. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can post about it. <laughs> so I that, that that has to mean something, right? Absolutely. I go off the grid for a year and 3,000 people still want to hear what I have to say. So I, I think that that's something. I'm glad you posted it, man, because, yeah, like everybody starts somewhere and, and for – for people, however they found you, whether it was organically or through through other playlists and stuff, I think that's what's cool about the the music world today is like there's there's a lot out there, but but with these algorithms and stuff, it is cool how it's you know 
people get put on to other things. So, uh, and who knows? Maybe they maybe they listen to our our podcast conversation before. Who knows? Maybe they, maybe they do. <laughs> yeah, keep keep doing it, man. I I I have those tough days too, Allie, where I'm like, oh, what am I? You know, and 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 a lot of people boil things down to like monetary stuff because that's usually one of the first things that people ask me who don't know me. They're like, oh, what's your show about? And then they'll be like, have you monetized it? You know, and I'm like, why can't it just be like, hey, man, do you like doing it? Go do it. You know what I mean? So yeah. don't get me wrong. If Spotify wants to throw me some money, like I'm going to manifest. I wouldn't it. say no. Or whoever wants to carry it, man. But uh, but I will own my IP. I'll put that out there, too. You're not going to get my IP. I, I will have <laughs> of the show. I digress. But um, but yeah, I think I think it's the stuff that uh, Denzel Washington said it one of my favorite actors, and he was given this speech. If you ever need motivation, just watch Denzel. There's just something about that dude, that no, charisma. He's, he's got that, man, um, in addition to being a hell of an actor. But he was like, whatever. And, and I know some people, like you said, some people, you know, whether people believe in God, whether they don't, whether you want to call it the universe, spiritual, mm -hmm. whatever it is, man. But I feel whatever like, that, like you're given, and that's kind of what he said. It's like the stuff that you were given that you didn't ask for, that's already proof positive. That's what you should be doing, you know, mm -hmm. and something that you should, you should go for. And I think that's very true. The things that you're naturally drawn to, um, the natural gifts that you have people that you're drawn to, that's the sign. Like if that's, that's what you should go after. So I feel like the fact that you were with your, your grandma, when you were a little girl by the piano and, uh, you went from writing windows is shutting down to playing your first uh -huh. show, the whiskey, you know what I mean? You're still doing it's it. Huge. It's huge. Like when I think about it, like I, I, everyone has those moments, but I'm like, dude, I just fucking played the whiskey a go go. Like everyone, all the legends have played there, and now I've played there. Like, and they wanted me to play there. Like it wasn't like I, I, I reached out to the whiskey in hopes that they would. No, like they found me, and like that's such a huge. I moved out to LA. I'm working with all of these people, and I have all these things going for me. Like I can't let that little voice inside my head be like. Yeah, it's all a dream, man. Like I, I, I have so much going for me, and I have so much to be thankful for and grateful. And I'm getting all like ooey and gooey, but like I'm, I'm just in that place right now where I'm so happy to be back in LA with the people I love, and I, I, I feel very lucky for the life I'm living. Cause even five years ago, I'd be like, oh yeah, she's gonna play the whiskey a go go. Yeah, okay, but I, I'm making these huge, huge. I guess you could call them like memories, milestones. And I, I I can't forget about that. I can't only focus on the negative. Like I have to reward myself when I when I do these big things, because it is a big deal. I can't I that's something I've struggled with my whole life. Like when really good things happen or I when I make these like I have these major accomplishments, my mindset is like, yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. Now on to the next. You know, I don't let myself celebrate my achievements and my triumphs and this was this was a fat one and I kind of went to the negative side about it initially but I have to remember like that's a whiskey go go <laughs> it's so cool it's all so cool um so that's that's something I'm working on turning like my negative headspace into a more positive I have so much to be grateful for and proud of and I I do feel that way I do I feel very lucky that's awesome. Well, Ali, I uh, I think that's a great place to to wrap it up. I kept you a little over than what I How said. How dare I you? How dare you? 
what he boasts, man. But uh, but keep dreaming and dream big. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm a big fan of what you're doing. It's not just lip service. Uh, you've got a great voice. I really enjoyed Lucid, and I think it's awesome that uh, you know you're you're manifesting the life that you want. And um, and it's okay to have it's okay to have the, those down days, man. We all have them, but just those are valid but don't let them win don't let them win you're allowed to have them but don't let it don't let it win thanks again and if i if i don't uh chat with you like this before the holiday uh i hope you have a merry christmas if you celebrate it and and get a chance to to see some fam and friends and stuff so have a great time well you as well i did the family trip this past week so i will be with friends for the holidays (laughs) i we're being we're gonna be with friends this holiday season. That's good. That's good. Well, Allie, have a great rest of the night. Thank you again so much. Uh oh, you too. and uh yeah, keep doing your thing, man. Yeah, I'll keep you posted on everything so we can do this again. Sweet. All right, thank you. Alrighty, righty there you have it. That was my conversation with Allie Slater. Make sure you go follow her on Instagram at Allie Slater Official. The links to all of her stuff will be in the podcast description for this episode. So just scroll down to the bottom of that podcast description, hit those links, and go follow and support Allie. She's doing her thing, man, and I'm just so excited to see where she is on her journey right now. Having played her first show ever at the Whiskey A Go-Go, Her cover of Hilary Duff's Come Clean is awesome. Once again, that is part of Ghost Killer Entertainment's Pop Goes Hardcore Volume 2. Everywhere where you get your music and go back and listen to her EP Lucid, which came out last April as well. I just want to say once again to Allie, thank you so much, Allie, for coming back on the podcast. It was great to catch up with you. It's crazy how time flies, but... I'm just so proud of where you are in your journey, man, and the fact that you are sharing your mental health journey with your listeners, that you have a positive outlet in your music to channel all of that, that you let everybody in on Hallie and Missy, and, and you and you went into those alter egos and, and your image and what you're putting out there. Like, I'm just really, really stoked for you, man. And uh, the cover came out great. The EP was awesome, and I can't wait to hear more of these covers that you've got coming up and the new music that you've got coming up. And I just want to say thank you so much again for taking the time to stop by the podcast and for, for being brave enough to, to share your story with the listeners in terms of your mental health journey. You know, I think it's really important that we talk about these things and I'm not saying that in a self-righteous way, like everybody look at me and my platform. Uh, Cause I don't mean it like that. You know, I think for a really long time, there's been a stigma regardless of gender, regardless of race, Right. There there has been a stigma attached with mental health struggles. And at the end of the day, we we all go through things, man. You know, people have varying degrees of anxiety, depression, uh, PTSD, you know, people who come back from, you know, serving in the military or traumatic experiences that they go through. And, you know, and I think the pandemic was illuminating for a lot of people just being in isolation. I know it was for me and the things that that brought out of me. Um, I digress. So you know, having a, a healthy outlet, a healthy way to channel all of that and, and just being willing to talk about it is so important. And I, I really believe that there would be a lot of people who would still be walking earth right now if if they felt comfortable enough to to just be who they are and and be able to talk to somebody about what it is that they're going through and, and be able to um 
you know, not only be able to afford uh, the professional help and have the resources to be able to do that if they can't, but just feeling comfortable to to speak to somebody about it. So um, I, I think it's great that, that you know, we're, we're lifting the stigma and, and more people are having these conversations. Um, if you're new to this show, I've talked about my anxiety on here and my struggles with, you know, obsessive compulsive tendencies and, you know, beating myself up and, you know, um, you know, self-sabotage, all these, all these, you know, things about myself that I, that I've really worked hard to work through over these past couple of years. Shout out to my therapist, John, and, and my close family and friends, uh, friends who have stuck by my side, man, like it is a journey. It is a mental health journey for sure. And I think it's just really cool that people like Allie, who are so talented, who are so kind and funny, uh, and gregarious that, you know, she has a, a positive outlet for her music. Cause I think that's a big part of it too you know, is, is having a channel to work through these things. You know, for me, heavy music and exercise are, are, you know, also forms of therapy for me beyond talking to my therapist and also having, you know, people that I'm really close to who I trust my life with, uh, the people who I know can keep things sacred or, or people who I know won't judge me to, to speak about, you know, the, the, the parts of myself that I don't share with everybody, man. So, so yeah, that's a long way of me saying, I just think it's really cool that uh, she's in a, in a, in a healthy, positive place and, and that she's sharing her mental health journey with, with her listeners. And I can't wait to hear the, uh, the new music that she's got coming out, man. So once again, everybody go check out her cover of Hillary Duff's come clean uh, and also go check out the rest of ghost killer entertainments, pop goes hardcore volume two available everywhere where you get your music as well as her EP lucid. It's sick, and uh, I'm really excited for Allie. Don't be a stranger. Please keep in touch. Keep doing your thing, man. I'm excited for you, and, uh, and and I really mean it when I say it. I think you're just scratching the surface of your potential, man. Keep doing your thing. That is going to be a wrap on this week's episode, everybody. Um, I uh, once again, I feel lucky to be alive and still be here and be intact and have everything uh, that means something to me be intact. As far as you know my home and my vehicle and and all of that stuff but there there were people who were less fortunate including my barbershop so that link to their GoFundMe to help repair their barbershop uh, and help keep their barbers afloat during during this holiday season uh, that link is going to be in the podcast description as well because I love everyone at Hendersonville Barbers uh, they're my people uh, they they've kept me looking so fresh and so clean clean uh, that was really lame, Mike. <laughs> but serious, all seriousness, man. They 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 keep me looking looking clean and looking good. Uh, my my barber Ambria is is awesome, and her husband Silas are are awesome, and everybody who works there is great. And um, I'm glad that everybody's okay. But but they need they need your help right now, man. So uh, if you would be so kind, and you have the ability to donate, um, and even if you don't, man, uh, just send up good vibes to them. Uh, with your thoughts and your prayers or whatever you believe in, man, uh, because, you know, they they really could use some holiday cheer right now. And, uh, and yeah, just be good to people, man. Um, you know, I think it's great that this time of year, there's an emphasis on, you know, um, homeless shelters and soup kitchens and battered women's shelters and, you know, places that help get people back on their feet, you know, places that, that feed people. Um, you know, I'm a big supporter of Second Harvest here in Middle Tennessee, man. I, 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 um, I, I really believe in what they do and 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 the the work that they do to feed people, but but just remember too that this isn't the only time of year uh, th that we can be giving loving people and I, and I wish that that holiday spirit not to get cheesy but I'm just being real here. I really wish that holiday spirit would carry on throughout the rest of the year, 
because uh, we need it, man. You know, we're we're in we're in some pretty trying times in terms of division and vitriol and, um, you know, uh, you know, really cancerous tribalism, in my opinion. And uh, we need more love in the world, man. And to some people, that might sound real hippy dippy. And you know what? I don't care because this is my show. Uh, and I really believe that that true love conquers all. And when you're kind to people, um, and when you're good to people, and when you're confident in yourself and your abilities, and and you figure out what those are, and you use those to to help benefit the world in some positive way, uh, no ripple effect is too small. You know, so so don't think you're small. Don't think you don't matter. You absolutely matter, and you have it within you to create an entire universe. You have it within you to whether that's with art, whether that's with music, whether that's in finance, whether you're going into the medical field, that's what I mean when I say create a universe. You you have the ability to to manipulate reality to be a positive, wonderful, beautiful thing, not just for yourself, but for the community that you're in and the people around you. And never, ever forget that, man. So live in love. And as I say at the end of every show, keep the faith and be kind to one another. I hope that all of you and your loved ones have a very happy holiday season, whatever it is that you celebrate. And uh, stay tuned because we got one more episode after this to close out 2023. And then we've got some awesome stuff coming up for 2024. And once again, I just want to say thank you to all of you. I love you all very, very much. And I'm, I'm really grateful for this path that I'm on with March 4th and for everybody who's been rocking with me. Uh, we just getting started, man. So thank you so much. Courtesy of Allie Slater, here is her latest single, the cover of Hillary Duff's Come Clean. Peace.
let's go back.